The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Dave What is there to even say about this series versus Detroit? Or even the homestand? Welcome into Clubhouse Conversation. The only thing good to say is that it's over, I suppose. As the Royals go down to Detroit once again, 9-4. That now puts them at 14-16. and 0-5 against the Tigers. They've lost six in a row dating back to last year. And now... The Royals are 5-13 and 13 against the AL Central. Just got swept. It wasn't even close. That's the most disappointing part to me. It was, I was all excited about this, this weekend at Kauffman Stadium, and a lot of people around KC were as well. You know, you had Detroit coming in. You had the Royals hanging around 500, actually above 500 going into the series. You thought, okay, Detroit's 3 up. We can make some noise here, get 2 or 3, get back within a couple games. And it didn't happen at all. The last four games, if you count that last Toronto game, 33 to 11. The Royals were outscored during their four game losing streak on this two and four homestand. Repeat, 33 to 11. And 5 and 13 against AL Central. Let's just put it how it is. God awful. Let's go through these teams here in the AL Central. Detroit is now 11 and 4 against the rest of the AL Central. The Royals, 5 and 13. Cleveland is 8 and 8 against the rest of the Central. The Royals, 5 and 13. Chicago 9 and 10. The Royals 5 and 13. Minnesota 8 and 6 against the Central. The Royals 5 and 13. I guess the good news is they are 9 and 3 against out of division opponents, but you know, it's a weighted schedule. That's not going to get it done this year for the Royals, who are now at a critical juncture, aren't they? You think back to last May, a lot of the fans certainly are, and you know the players are because it's fresh in their mind. This is pretty much the entire same team as last year. The Royals are now 0 and 4 in May, and this road trip will probably define if they're going to stay in this thing or not because the Royals are really a 2-5 and five road trip away from being in trouble. It's a seven-game trip against teams that are combined 28-33, and 33, so you got to feel good about the Royals having a winning road trip, but the question becomes, will this 0-4 start turn into a free fall the rest of this month? 26-8 for Detroit in the series was the score. Extra base hits, 14-8 Detroit. It seemed like it will. They would club doubles, home runs, and if you want to talk about total hits, it was just about 3-1 to one in Detroit's favor. And Now, in this game in particular, Jason Vargas got out of some first-inning issues and threw up a zero in the second. You, you thought, well, maybe you know two scoreless innings from Jason Vargas. He seems to, in his last few starts, have high pitch count first innings and then kind of settle down. Not today. High pitch count first inning, a decent second inning, but then he was only able to go five innings allowing seven runs on 11 hits, three Ks, two walks. That's 13 base runners in five innings, a 2.6 whip, and Vargas has now seen his once barely viewable ERA go up to the mean of 3.50, which we've been talking about here on Clubhouse Conversation. He's going back to the mean. So is Shields. So is Ventura. They're all going to have good seasons, but no one's going to have an ERA of 1.9 and 2.1 and 2.0 for the whole season, and that was the big concern. Like we keep talking about, the offense blew so many games in April. Now they're going to have to start scoring in a big way as the Royals cannot count on getting top-of-the-line starting pitching every day out, nor can any other team throughout baseball. I guess a small good piece of news was that Tim Collins was solid out of the pen today. This is his first outing at the Major League level in three weeks. He went two scoreless innings, one hit, and one strikeout. Good job by Collins. He helped kind of take one for the team. Him and Mario did out there for the Royals' bullpen. And then 
I guess the other good news in this game was that the Royals didn't get no hit. It sure looked like it, didn't it, there for a while? Justin Verlander, the Royals just couldn't do anything against him. Five and two-thirds no-hit innings, and you really started to think that perhaps he was going to get that no-hitter. The Royals had two very weakly hit balls that were just barely foul, a chopper down the third baseline, a blooper down the right field line that both went foul, and you had to start thinking, wow, Verlander, it might be his day today. And it was as far as winning the game, but no-hitter, of course, didn't happen. But seven strong innings for Verlander. The old adage, you get him earlier, you don't at all. That was true today. He allowed three runs, three hits, struck out seven, did walk four. Noria Oki, give him credit, drew a few walks on this one. That was good to see. But overall, not too much good today or in the series. The Royals now go to 0-3 on home Sunday afternoons. They did, I guess, break the famous streak they've had going when they were 14-0 and scoring four or more and 0-15 when scoring three or less. Well, in this one, they scored four finally, and they lost. So that streak can now be put to bed. I don't have to keep talking about how ridiculous it is every single day and night here on Clubhouse Conversation. So really not too much more to talk about this one. You know, I've, I've been able to calm down a little bit since the game ended. This would have been a different a different recap, you know, an hour or two ago here. But you just have to move on. The Tigers are the much better baseball team right now. Does that suck? Absolutely. Is that depressing? Absolutely. Because the Royals are at a point with, like we mentioned yesterday, a lot of guys at the end of their time with the Royals. A lot of their players are entering their prime years. Dayton Moore has been here now for a good amount of time. You know, team record payroll, season tickets and ticket prices going up more than any other team in baseball. So it's a time the Royals are expecting to win, especially their fan base. And it's a little bit disheartening when you come out and just get waxed by the, you know, the best team in the division. That Last year, the Royals were 10-9 and against this team. Now they're getting their butts kicked every single day. I mean, it's, it's maddening out there, but not much you can do except hope this is an anomaly. We're getting to the point where sample size will soon be able to tell us it is or it isn't. We're still early enough where you can cling to that hope. I guess we'll do that for now as there's a lot of game to play. And the Royals start now a key seven-game road trip. This is, this is going to tell us a lot, this road trip. Uh, you know, especially the San Diego series. You've got the uh, good pitching matchups. You've got your... Three of your best pitchers going. Of course, you're Donald Ventura tomorrow night. You've got Jeremy Guthrie and James Shields in this series. Have to win two of these. Have to win two. After losing four in a row and starting May 0-4, tomorrow the Royals face a lefty named Eric Stoltz. I guess you can pretty much just throw out the his stats since the Royals seem to make every lefty look like Cy Young the last 25 years. But Eric Stoltz is 1-3 with a 5.34 ERA. So nearly 5.5 in his ERA. And let's look at his stats for the year. 28 innings, 17 earned runs, 41 hits. So well over a hit an inning. He's only struck out 13. So he's striking out about four and a half hitters, less than that, actually, per nine innings. He's walked seven. He's a finesse pitcher who leaves the ball up, who's been getting shelled. The Royals have got to start scoring some runs. It's got to start happening. I hate that it's a lefty. My question is, do you go out there with a guy in Justin Maxwell who struck out nearly 47% of his ABs this year? Can you afford to have him go out there instead of Dyson or, or Aoki, especially with Butler or Hosmer out of the lineup? Who are you starting at first base in this series? Butler's starting to hit the ball better. Hosmer's a little bit, but still is not getting the power you want. Probably, I guess you'd probably platoon him here with Butler going tomorrow against the lefty. Billy's been... You know, mashing the ball a little bit better the last seven to ten days. Uh, so interesting, though, there'll be some uh, weird things to choose from for Ned Yost with the starting lineup, the Maxwell situation, the Butler versus Hosmer. We'll see what happens as the Royals head to San Diego. It'll be a late night the next couple, but we'll be here on Clubhouse Conversation on Davos Dish, breaking them down for you 
as always. Until then, try to hang in there. Try to stay positive. Lots of baseball to go, and we'll see what happens with the Royals in San Diego.